light. Ten minutes past uh, two o'clock. Welcome back to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, I'd really love to kickstart the week with a bit of health and fitness. And I'd like to welcome back on the program Nathan Solier, fitness coach from EPT. Welcome back on the program, Nathan. It's really good to speak to you. H- how are you doing today? Really good. Good Excellent. to talk to you too. Yes, and we've got a, a really um, interesting topic. I, I don't think we've we've done this before, and we've been doing this uh, talk, this chat for uh, three or four years now. Um, and we're talking about whether it's a good idea to go to the gym five days straight. And, and you often get people, I'm sure. Well, you know, as a gym owner, you'll see the same faces every day who, who just really love going to the gym. Um, mm-hmm. Is it a good idea to be to be working out that? frequently mm. uh in a nutshell yes um but the there is a few caveats along the way as well that i i would like you know your your listeners to to consider is is that it doesn't have to be a hardcore workout every day mm-hmm. and true. you can you, you can taper it off a little bit i would ask yourself every every time you train on a scale of one to ten what's your energy levels and if your energy levels are close to a zero out of ten then I would definitely take a lighter session, um, and that way, you know, you you allow your your central nervous system to recover, and and there'll be not so much physiological load on the body. You can overtrain. Don't get me wrong. You can overtrain, and <clears throat> it really will depend on the um, uh, the experience of the person that's training. So if you haven't trained before, then I would definitely be looking at, um, you know building yourself up to doing five days a week. Uh, If you wanted to do something more heavier, weight training or, you know, circuits or, um, you know, kind of boot camp or you're playing sport, uh, you know, that's what I consider a high, you know, a a high level of, you know, physiological load on your body. Um, But there's no reason why you can't go in and do things like, you know, a stretching workout. Or a stability workout, or a, a Pilates. Um, you can even you do some yoga. Um, maybe going towards the Yin Yoga, which is a low intensity uh, workout, uh, and then that way you can have an easier workout. Generally, I find, and this not only talks from experience, but also the the clients that I have, is is that Monday tends to be. Um, you know, off the back of a big weekend, you know, if you've had a big weekend or, or you know, you, you've got a lot of stuff going on or you've played sport over the weekend, Monday's a good, what I call in, in you know, in you know, in quotes, you know, rest day. But a rest day in the sense, in the sense that you would do um, some stretching. Um, you can even do things like, and if you've ever heard of Feldenkrais exercises, which is no loading through your spine, or even Alexander Technique exercises, which is breathing exercises. So you can get a wide range of different exercises that are not going to load the spine up on a nice, easy day. Just to give you some listeners, uh, you know, some guidance of where you can find this sort of stuff, on my YouTube channel, you'll find a lot of working in exercises, so that way you can incorporate these into your workout or even do all of the all the Feldenkrais and the Alexander Technique um, exercises all on the one day. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you know you don't want you don't want people to feel that burnout. And sometimes if you exercise too much at that high intensity day in day out, um, you know you run the risk of what fatigue and and of course the burnout and of course injury as well because you're probably quite tired and not keeping and yeah. uh, not paying attention to to, to the form. Um, so how important is it? Sort of and and you often hear people say this. You know, um, you've got leg days and then you've got um, up body days and it's just to mm. alternate it and I mean how should people be planning in advance or do you just sort of listen to your body and, and see what is needed um, for that week mm. yeah well I I think you know there can be a combination of both of those where you can listen to your body and see what muscles are sore and stay away from the muscles that are sore and, and work on muscles that are, are not so sore but I always break the workouts into what I call um, um, seven primal patterns and the primal patterns that we should be learning is a squat, a lunge, a bend as is what we do like a deadlift, a push pattern, a pull pattern, a twist through the trunk and then the last one is your gait. So yes. breaking them into those seven sort of primal patterns is what you want to be working on. Now obviously if you've worked your um, you, you've worked your lower body, which tends to be squat, lunge, and a bend pattern, then then you can do upper body the following day. But what I like to do, especially if you're exercising five days a week, is have your Monday would be a um, you know a strength training session, which you'll do any one of those uh, sorry two to three of those primal patterns, and then on the Tuesday. I would have like a, a, a low intensity cardio workout or even lower it take into a stretch workout. And then on Wednesday, I would do the push and pull and twist, which is, you know, upper body, more upper body. And then, uh, and then on the Thursday, I would make sure that I would go at a little harder cardio. So that can be uh, a, a run or a hill hike, um, you can even do a sort of circuit kind of workout as well. So that way um, it's lighter weight. And then on the Friday, you can go back to doing um, your legs again. But like I said, listen to your body. And it might be something like a, you know, uh, you know, a, a Pilates workout or a core stability workout or a corrective exercise program. It's one thing that I find with a lot of people when they, um, you know, when, you know, when they first start training is, is they tend to they tend to go a little bit too hard too early. So <laughs> sort of overestimating the abilities like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, and you know, ironically, if you take that time to build into it, your body continually um, adapts. Mm. So rather than going into doing <clears throat> five, you know, sessions back to back and they're all sort of medium to high intensity or or, or hard programs <coughs> pardon, pardon me yeah and and that's sort of important to sort of ease yourself um into it and not as as Nathan was saying not to sort of go in too hard too soon because there you know a lot of times that's how people injure themselves uh by not paying attention uh to their form um and just 
being um, overly gung-ho about it. I know I've been in that situation where you sort of, you know, pull your back and you think, oh, and then you can't exercise for the rest of that week because you're, you're, you're nursing uh, that injury. Yeah. And that's a, that, that's where, where, you know, if you use a 70% um, uh, <coughs> high intensity, uh, a 70% intensity rate. So if you operate at 70%, then there's very little chance of you getting injured because you're usually, if you're pushing your wrist off really hard, a lot of people call failure as yeah. where you're supposed to stop. But I don't believe you need, it, it doesn't have to hurt to work. And I, I believe if you take it at 70%, you reduce that chance of injury. <clears throat> The other thing that I, I, you know, before I had that little coughing fit was is that, you know, it, it, it's really important for the body to go through a, a full range of motion when you are doing your exercises. So that's why I love to be able to build in mobility and stretching into their program. So that way we can get the, the joints as mobile through it as you can. As we grow old and, you know, whether you do too much activity or whether you do not enough activity, your joints will start to stiffen. And that's generally what we call old age. But what I found with working with clients who are very stiff, once we started going through that mobility and the stretching, <clears throat> it reduces the chance of injury because now the joint can not only go through its full range of motion, now you're putting it under a load. So that way that joint and the muscles around that joint start to strengthen because if the joint is tight, then what ends up happening is you'll sacrifice, um, um, you'll sacrifice another joint because that joint needs to do more work because that joint that you are working on is too stiff. So what we do is we transfer that weight over. So really important to be able to sort of get that balance between you know the stretching and, and stability. Uh, all the way through to that weight training and doing, you know, and doing the um, the high, the high ex- heavy exercise, you know, like circuits and, and football and, and sport and so forth. Yeah. Another sort of um, question that, that, that comes to mind, Nathan, is what about people uh, who work out, say, twice a day or go to the gym twice a day? Um, and, and I certainly, you know, have uh, know people and have friends who, who've sort of done that, especially uh, when CrossFit sort of first came uh, to, to Hong Kong, became really popular um, uh, about sort of a decade ago, five, five or six years ago. Uh, people would go in the morning uh, for, for, for classes and, and training. And then again after work, um, what are your thoughts on on that? Yeah, like like I mentioned at the beginning, is, is it really comes down to your um, uh, your level of fitness or your experience yeah. with fitness. If someone who who's you know who, ultra who's fit, an elite athlete, yeah. and and they need to be training, you know, uh, you know, two to three hours per day to be able to keep their their aerobic level up, their strength level up, and the mobility through the stretching, then, you know, then that's okay. But I would have those people look at how they are feeling. How are they sleeping? Are they overtraining? Are the muscles sore for longer than usual? So generally the muscles are sore, you know, around 48 hours after it starts to subside for about 72 hours after. But if you're sore for four or five days, and you find that your energy levels are low, you're also having a bad night's sleep, then you may be overtraining, and that way you'll need to get some rest. Mm-hmm. And I've trained many athletes in the past where 
you know, they, they are expecting to be able to train really hard. Well, you have to back it off a little bit so it allows your physiological, your, your physiological system to, to recover. If your physiological load is too much for your body, then that's when you're going to start running into your body breaking down, uh, you know, with, with pain <clears throat> or chronic fatigue. Uh, or you know a wide range of different diseases. I, I want to sort of point out here is, is if you are tired constantly, then you're leaving yourself open to being sick. So if you are tired, then I would recommend backing it off and doing something a little bit more lighter, like the things that I mentioned before: Pilates, yoga, Tai Chi, stretching, <clears throat> and um, and and even light walking would also be able to lower that load. What about that point, you know, um, when you're going to, to, to the gym, for example, how beneficial is it uh, to, to have um, a, a buddy to go with you? You know, sometimes it's quite motivating to have somebody <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to go to the gym. Not because, I mean, the, 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 I mean, exercising should be fun, but sometimes when you're lifting weights and doing repetitive um, um, uh, exercises, uh, it can sort of... Um, not boring is not the right word, but you know it, it can it can be a bit repetitive. I mean, so how how important is it to have a gym buddy, for example? And and you get that sometimes you get people say, oh, I, I don't want to go because my gym buddy is a bit busy. So I mean, how yeah. important is it to have a, a a friend or a pal to hold you accountable? I think it's really good. I mean, I, I love training with someone else. In <laughs> yeah. fact, I end up you know pushing myself a little harder because yeah. I'm you know participating with someone else. The, the hour goes so much faster. Keeping that accountability, knowing that my buddy's going to be at the gym and I need to meet him there at a certain time also keeps me accountable to my goals too. So I don't see there's any, I don't see any downside to, you know, taking a buddy. But like you just said, if you know, the person if doesn't go, then you yeah, won't go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's a certain level of making sure that, um, you know, you're keeping each other accountable because you get the, we, we've discussed this in the past, but just having a dream that's really strong, a purpose that's really strong, so that way when you you know you do get into those points where you don't really want to go, you can motivate yourself to go because you know that's your dream. You know your mm. dream is to feel better. The dream is to reverse the age clock. The the dream is to um, you know lose uh, that that weight or the, that body fat or so much what it is. And, um, you know, having those sort of things is, is priceless. I, I remember the first time when I started, you know, training for the first time, and I remember staying with it for about eight months with a good friend of mine. And it, the only reason we kept it up for eight months, it was the longest I'd ever done, was because he was really motivated to put some muscle on his brain. And, you know, and I, I just got the buzz after eight months. I was just like, oh, this is fantastic. So I think having a buddy is a great way it's then then you're taken to that next level of like well this is who i am you know i am a person that does go to the gym so that way it's not just a habit anymore it actually becomes who you are as a as you know as a human being exactly and nowadays just off off a on a bit of a tangent nowadays you get gyms opening to all you know all hours i mean i've seen a lot of gyms sort of popping up those 24 hour gyms um and 
in the past when, when I've had to work late or, you know, uh, come come home a bit later at, say, 11 o'clock. And I see, you know, those gyms being quite full. Um, yeah. Because, uh, unfortunately, the, the pace of the city, some people have to work really late. You've got sort of students sometimes, uh, uh, I don't know, doing assignments and then they don't yeah. sort of finish until late. I mean, Hong Kong is a place where people sleep late anyway. Um, so you, you do see a lot of people working out um, quite late in, in, in those yeah. sort of uh, facilities. Yeah, that's a really good one. Back in New Zealand, we were uh, we had the docks <clears throat> and a lot of guys used to come because we were open to 11 o'clock at night. And we used to get a lot of guys coming from the docks, coming to train, you know, when after their shift. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, look, you needed to make it work. I would just say to those people who do work late, making sure that you get enough sleep recovery yeah. after you've trained. Yeah. So if you are working late at night, uh, so working out, you know, late at night and then you go into bed, you know, relatively early in the morning, you know, uh, I'm just saying like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, making sure that you're getting that seven and a half to nine hours sleep and having blackout curtains so that way you can block out the light that comes into your room because obviously if light comes into your room, your body will automatically start to wake and it will compromise your healing process. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you have to work within the, the confines of whatever you do. Ideally, you want to be able to train during the day, um, you know, or, or is, is or, you know, so that way you can have your body to be able to cool down after. Um, but if you can't, then, you know, you know, making sure that you're, um, you know, got good blackout curtains. Another one you could also do is making sure that you are cooling the body down. Even having a cold shower will also improve your sleep. Magnesium will also help you improve your sleep as well so you recover. Yeah, w well said. Um, and, and it's true because a lot of times people um, work late, work out late, and then they don't end up getting uh, enough rest. Well, Nathan, as always, it's always so nice to speak to you. Thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge. I know you're, you've got a great social media presence as well on, on YouTube where you offer a, a lot of uh, free advice and, and, and videos as well. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work on, on Instagram and on, on YouTube? Yes, certainly. So you can get me through Instagram on Elite PT Studio or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. And like I've just uploaded a bunch of new videos. So there's probably about another 150 videos online right now you can check out. Excellent. Well, lovely to speak to you. And um, I know you're off next week, so I guess we'll be catching up uh, the following week. Thank you so much for your time and have a great week. Thanks for having me. Bye for now. Bye bye.